With that familiar theme song, we're reminded it's time once again for the Harvest Time Gospel Broadcast. This is a daily broadcast with special emphasis on missions and world evangelization under the direction of Dr. Stenny Ballou of Resaca, Georgia. And now, here is Brother Ballou and today's broadcast. Thank you and greetings, radio friends. What a joint privilege it is to come to your place of listening and share together with you another Harvest Time broadcast. How I praise the Lord for this open door, this heaven-bought privilege that our Lord allows us day after day together by the radio and study from God's eternal Word. I trust that if it's at all possible, you'll take the time out, get your Bible, and follow along with us as we open the Word of God together today. We're turning our Bible today to the book of 2 Timothy, chapter number 4, and I want to come to the conclusion of our study today on this matter of going on with God. We look first of all at the possibility of man going on with God, and then we looked at some pictures of going on with God. We saw in Abraham that there would be sacrifice. We saw in Isaac there would be submission. We saw in Jacob there would be sovereignty. And then we saw that there would be suffering in Joseph as we go on with God. We look not only at the possibility and the pictures, we looked at the process, and we saw that really going on with God is God doing a work in us and taking us beyond ourselves where we don't no longer operate in the energy of our flesh or our intellect or our education, but we operate in the power of God that rests upon our lives. And then we looked at the process, and we looked at the procedure, and we saw how that God works in a series of cycles in our life. God calls, He convicts, we comply, and then God gives comfort. He does that in salvation. Then after we're saved, he does that in separation and again in surrender. And until finally we come to the place where we just sell out to serve God and follow him. And then we've been looking now for the days of this week at the problems of going on with God. And I do not know any message that lays any heavier upon my heart than the message that I've been trying to preach during the broadcast this week as we look at the problems of going on with God. I say to God's glory, by God's grace, I've been preaching now over 42 years, and I've saw many, many greater men than I that have fallen and failed to finish the course that God set before them. My desire is, as Paul said in the book of Acts chapter number 20, that I might finish the course and the ministry that God has given unto me. When I am laid in a coffin, I hope that the man of God who stands over my dead body can face my family in the congregation and say that he fought a good fight, he kept the faith, he finished the course. That's my burden. That's my desire. I want to do that. I long to do that. I pray that I'll be able to do that. It's not God's fault if I do not, but it's my own wickedness and my own weakness. We've been looking at great men in the Bible who did not go on with God and finish their course. And I read yesterday from 1 Corinthians chapter number 10 and verse number 11, where the Word of God said that these things were our examples, and they're written for our admonition 
that we shall not fall into the same trap that they fell into. We began on Monday. We spent two days looking at Moses and his failure to finish the job that God called him to do. Moses died in the wilderness. God buried him in a private burial ceremony, and no one knows even where he's buried until this day. You know what Moses' problem was? What hindered Moses from going on into Canaan? What hindered him from crossing the Jordan, dividing the land of Canaan, and settling down there with the children of Israel? Moses' problem was a willful sin. Yes, this great man, this meek man, he did not finish the journey. It was a willful sin against God. It seemed so simple and even so small. God said to him, speak to the rock. And instead of speaking to the rock, he smote the rock twice. And I know there's scriptural significance in that because that rock was Christ. But my friend, that one act caused both Moses and Aaron not to be able to finish the course that God had for them. They died premature. They died in the wilderness. And somebody else had to finish their job. So for Moses, it was a willful sin. And then we looked at Samson and briefly at David. And we found for those two men, it was a woman sin. And many great men of God have fallen, Samson being the strongest man, David being the only person in the Bible that the Lord ever said was a man after his own heart. And yet David fell because of the sin with a woman. Now, I realize that David did live out the rest of his life, and God did allow David to do some other great things. But when you think of David today, you cannot really honor his kingship. You cannot really honor his military victories. You cannot really think of David without thinking upon the awful sin that followed David through the rest of his life. So far, Moses, it was a willful sin. For Samson and for David, it was a woman sin. And then we looked on yesterday for the children of Israel. It was what I simply describe the sin of wickedness. The Bible said they lusted after evil things. And because of that, many did not go on into the land of Canaan. The Bible said in verse number 7 that many of them committed the sin of idolatry and were not permitted to go on into the land of Canaan. Then the Bible said that many of them committed the sin of fornication. In verse number 8, 23,000 died in one day because of the sin of fornication. And then we looked at verse number 9 of 1 Corinthians 10. And the Bible said that many of them tempted Christ, and God sent the serpents on them. And many of them died because of that judgment of God. And then in verse number 11, the Bible said that they committed the awful sin of murmuring against God and against God's man. And those five sins of wickedness, lusting after evil things, idolatry, fornication, tempting Christ, and murmuring kept multitudes of the children of Israel from finishing their journey and going on into the land of Canaan. So far, Moses, 
it was a willful sin. For Samson, it was a woman sin. For Israel, it was wickedness. But I want to close the series today by coming to 2 Timothy chapter number 4 and verse number 10. And here is a simple statement. But oh, what a profound mark it is on the memory of this man of God. One simple statement may be one of the saddest statements that Paul ever pinned down in the Word of God. Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse number 10, For Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world, and is departed unto Thessalonica. Demas hath forsaken me. Here's a man that had journeyed with Paul. Here's a man that had been in on the activity of the work of God. And now then, here is his final testimony. Here is his closing statement that we will remember Demas by. Paul said, Demas hath forsaken me. Why did he leave you, Paul? And all Paul would say was, he loved this present evil world. He loved this present world. And oh, my friend, listen to me today. Here is another area where many great people have fallen. And here probably is one of the greatest hindrances to the work of God in our generation. Here, my friend, is one of the hardest battles that we fight as we try to lead God's people to go on with God. And that is the battle for the love of this world. We're instructed plainly in the book of 1 John, chapter number 2, verse number 15. The Word of God said, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of the Father abideth forever. Now you know when the Bible speaks of the world here, he's not speaking about the beauties of nature, but he's talking about this wicked world system that leads us away from God. The Bible said in the book of Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 and 2, And you hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses in sin. He goes on to say, Who walked in times past according to the course of this world. When you think of the word course, you think of either travel or you think of teaching. And I want to tell you, my friend, the lesson that this world teaches, even to the church, is to draw us away from God. And the travel that this world takes does not bring us closer to God, but it takes us farther and farther away from God. Let me give you these thoughts quickly. As I think about the world, I think about the call of this world system. What is its call? Its call is love me. Join up with me. Its call is you can have me and have God both at the same time. But I want to tell you, friend, that's not so. There's the call of this world. Come to me. Come with me. Join me. And there's the course of this world. We find here, my friend, the course of this world is to take us away from God and to teach us 
things contrary, to get our mind upon things contrary to the God of this Bible and to pull us away. But then there's the curse of this world. The Bible said in 1 John 2, 16, the world passeth away and the lust thereof. The Bible said again in James chapter 4, verse number 4, that the friendship of this world is enmity with God. There's a consummation of this world. The world passeth away, and the lust thereof. As you listen to me today, no doubt you feel the pressure and the pull of this world. The call is, come, join me. Go with my style. Go with my behavior. Forget about those Bible principles. They're too old-fashioned. They're too old-fogey. Forget about them. Come with me. And how many people whose names on a church row, and many of them have been saved by the grace of God. They one time loved the Lord. They one time served the Lord. But the world put its pull upon them, and the world presented its passion to them, and the world became their problem that kept them from going on with God. Friend, are you being pulled by this world? Are you being drawn into its web? Are you being drawn away from the things of God by the things of this present evil world? You better repent. Run to God, lest you too fail and come short of the will of God for your life. Father, take the word. Use it to your glory. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, I trust you enjoyed the broadcast today. How I praise the Lord for this open door, this heaven-bought privilege that our Lord allows us day after day together by the radio and study His Word together. Let me encourage you that you pray for the broadcast that the Lord would bless it and use it to the glory and honor of the Lord Jesus Christ. Also, I want to encourage you that you write to us and share with us in the financial burden of the radio ministry. Simply address that letter to Harvest Time, 179 Promised Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. That's Harvest Time, 179 Promised Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. And be sure to join us each weekday, Monday through Friday, at this same time. God bless you. Until the next broadcast. I do not.